0: Welcome to another sermon podcast. Trust you are well. It's hard to believe that it's been almost three months since we've been in church where we've gathered together in a building. Um, We obviously miss God's people. We miss worshipping together. You know there's something special about coming together. That corporate anointing and meeting with one another and singing his praises and just enjoying his presence together with like-minded people. So we definitely look forward to the day again. And that day is definitely coming, so we should not lose faith or lose heart. The day will definitely arrive where we'll be able to meet again and meet each other. You know, it might be different initially at the beginning, but we're going to hang in there and we trust God for a full turnaround and full recovery when it comes to this whole coronavirus. God knows exactly what he's doing. You know, with a few things that's happening in the world right now, and it brings me to today's sermon we want to talk about love and we look at what's going on in the world we look especially at what's going on in america and you would think that america being a world leader being a country which is always on the forefront of many things, that we could learn many things from them, especially when it comes to race issues and when it comes to uh, relationship with one another. But when we look at them and we see how and how they're dealing with each other and they've been in a democracy for far longer than we have, and not to say that we don't have our own issues and we don't have our own problems, but there's so much that we can learn from, from looking at other people and looking at other countries. And when we look at America right now, to think that people are killing each other purely based on race, it's just completely, completely uh, just out out there. You know, you just can't understand how somebody would hate another person based on the color of their skin. And we come down to it, you know, you can't, you should never, you should never ever judge someone based on the color of their skin. You know, skin color is just something on the outside, an accent, uh, all of these things are just things on the outside. At the end of the day, we all bleed blood, right? So we're all the same. We are all one in Christ Jesus. God has made us all and each of us a creation in in Him, right? We are all one in Christ Jesus. We're not superior to anybody based on the color of our skin. We're not superior to anyone. And, you know, we can even go further than that. We're not superior based on our education. We're not superior based on our finance. We're not superior based on our status in life. We are just not superior. God has created us all as human beings and and for far too long we've placed too much emphasis on what kind of makes us better than the next person and we should never judge someone based on exterior we should never be, uh, judge someone based on what other people have told us and when we look at race you know when you look at small children they don't they don't see those things they they play with each other they share food with each other they hug each other they don't consider twice about the color of a person's skin Uh, racism is something that is learned over time, right? It's something that's indoctrinated. It's something that's put into your thinking. It's something that's told to you time and time again and over and over again that there's something wrong with that person or there's things wrong with that community because of the color of their skin. Now, there's nothing wrong with the community based on the color of their skin. It's the nature of man that's wrong. It's not the color of skin that makes man wrong. So this morning, we want to look at Luke chapter 6. And if you turn in your Bible, press pause, get your Bible, get your notepad ready. And we want to look at loving each other, right? And what does the Bible say to us about loving each other? In Luke chapter 6 and verse 27, it says, But I say to you who listen, love your enemies, do what is good to those who hate you, amen love your enemies do what is good to those who hate you now this this chapter is talking about loving your enemies now listen we know that color is is not an enemy and we know that when we when we dealing in life and dealing with everyday circumstances we know that our enemies is not just necessarily on race grounds and we'll get to that. In, in a short while but for now you know when we talk about enemies we talk about those that that hate you those that are plotting against you those that want to see harm come upon you uh, you know those who are in competition with you those who don't like you whether it's family friends or whatever it may be so we're talking about you know the Bible says and Jesus is saying to us love your enemies and do what is good to those who hate you now firstly you don't have to fixate on your enemies okay you don't have to fixate on your enemies don't have to worry about what your enemies are saying to you saying about you saying to to you and you should I now have cut off that communication line of hearing your enemies. You see, you may cut off your enemies, and you may not hear from them, but you still have friends that hear from them, and you need to cut those lines. You don't need to know what the enemy is saying. You don't need to know what people are saying about you. Amen. That's the most important thing in life. You don't need to know what people are saying about you, and that stops a lot of bitterness and it stops a lot of offense from building up in your heart. So cut off the source, cut off the information, cut off the the the, the channel. Right. So do what is good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. So it it what we need to understand from this is that we can't do anything about people hating on you. You can't do anything about people cursing you. You can't do anything about people mistreating you in the sense of uh, you know, trying to correct them or or trying to correct them in a way in the flesh, trying to bring justice. You can't you can't just do that in the natural. This is something that you need to do spiritually. Number one. And when we look at how people are protesting, you see those who are being aggressive and violently destroying property, but then you see those who are peacefully just protesting. A, a, on a, on a principle. And that's so important. You can get involved in fighting in the wrong way and you can get involved with fighting a cause in a right way. And this is what the Bible is saying to us. We need to learn how to fight the right way. We need to learn how to stand up for ourselves the right way. If anyone hits you on the cheek, offer the other also. And if anyone takes weigh your coat don't hold back your shirt either now here it, it's not just saying that if someone hits you on the cheek you stand and you take the hiding that's not what it's saying it, it's saying you know don't pay attention to it don't bother about it don't retaliate number one but also you got to take some time and it's not easy it's obviously not easy when people want to physically hurt you or or, or do those things to you you know it, it stirs up a whole lot of emotion it stirs up a whole lot of anxiety it stirs up a whole lot of anger and all of those things so it's not easy but 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 you know you need to have control of yourself. It's easier to control what you say now rather than have to correct the things that you've already done and said so it's saying go the extra mile go the extra mile now when when i'm reading this it's saying go the extra mile in terms of not paying attention to these things right it's not saying fixate on your enemies just saying when you do have that moment where you are focused on enemies or you, or something happens not necessarily just focused but when something happens and you're thinking about those things then this is how you need to apply yourself and it says give to everyone who asks you and from someone who takes your things don't ask for them back and this is very important right don't just give things and and we, we just have a principle if you're going to give something you just give it with no strings attached right don't give things in in that hope and that expectation because that's the worst thing to have to go to back to somebody and ask for something that's yours anyway right so just as you want others to do for you do the same for them just as you want others to do for you do the same for them Sow the seeds that you want to see in life Sow the seeds you want to see in life you know you should have very few enemies in your life. You should have very rare occasions where enemies are doing any kind of thing. But if you have, if you have situations where there's a lot of enemies around, and in, around your life, you need to start sowing some different seeds. You need to start changing some, some groupings. You need to start getting into new sets of friends, right? You need to, you need to get an, in, into the place where you are sowing seeds of goodness so that you can receive that harvest of goodness. Amen. Just as you want others to do for you, do for them also. Amen. Just as you want others to do for you, do the same for them. If you love those who love you, what credit is it to you? If, you, if sinners, even if sinners love those who love them, if you do what is good to those who are good to you and what is credit to you, even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do what is good, and lend, and expect nothing in return. So it's saying that, you know, anybody can anybody can do that. But when you love the way God expects you to love, amen? When you love the way God expects you to love, then you go the extra mile. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for He is gracious to the ungrateful and evil. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Now this is dealing with each other and loving your enemies but there's something also very important as we get ready to go back to church and that is this area of of not just only being, um, you know, prejudiced in terms of skin color, but we need to change something when it comes to church. You see, how how do people, how are people going to get saved? You know, when they spoke about Jesus, they spoke about him and said, friend of of sinners. When they spoke of Jesus, they said, a man who sits with tax collectors. When they spoke of Jesus, they said, they, they picked on all the external things. And Jesus said to them one time, you know, it's not what um, comes It's not on the outside that defiles you. It's what comes out of a man that defiles you. It's not the things on the outside. It's the things that is coming from the inside. So it's the heart condition that defiles a man more than the things on the outside. And so when we are looking at this issue of racism, that's one issue. But when it comes to church, right? And so, yes, we would think that there's not a lot of racism in the church community, but you know, to our surprise, we know that that's that's around. But you know, when it comes to church and we've we've pressed pastors and moved pastors, there's something else that we need to watch out for being prejudiced towards, and that's people who are sinning. That's people who have sin in their life. You know, when people have sin in their life or when people have a certain mannerism or people have a certain look about them, maybe they have purple hair, maybe they have earrings, maybe they have these piercings, maybe they have these these tattoos, maybe they, they smoke, maybe they drink, maybe they're doing all these kinds of things. And when people have all these things, it's so hard for us as Christians to accept them and to receive them when they are doing things that we do not believe in. Now, it's very important that you can't win someone over if you don't love them. Amen. You can never win someone if you don't love them. You can never win someone if you don't accept them. Now, when Jesus came, when he came to this earth and he came to receive man, when he came to seek and to save that which is lost, he had to first recognize that man is a sinner and he had to accept that sinner. And that's what Jesus Christ does. That's what, what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. He has accepted us and adopted us into his family and into, into, in, into, his, into his kingdom Amen? And how did he accept us? He accepted us while we were still sinners. You understand? He accepted us while we were still sinners. He accepted us while we were unacceptable. Now, if God can do that for us, we are not going to win the community and we are not going to win the world judging the world first. And until we learn to first accept People Until we've learned to first accept who they are and, and to receive them like they are and then allow God to bring the change. Amen. People are definitely not going to see the love of God. People are definitely not going to see the church as a place of love. Church needs to be a place of love. Church doesn't have to be a place of judgment. Church should not be a place of judgment. Yes, judgment day is coming and that's for God to judge and that's for him to do those things. In the meantime, God has not called us to make rulings. God has not called us to judge. People, God has called us to bring healing. God has called us to bring reconciliation. God has called us to, to bring all of these good things that the word of God talks about. So while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more now that we are saved, right? That he does all these good things for us. Now, when we want people to be saved, it's amazing. It's amazing how we tell them God loves you. God loves you, and God sent His Son to die for you. But before you know, you need to know this information. I want you to know I don't like your hairstyle. Before you know that Jesus died for you, I want you to know I don't like your mannerism. Before you know that Jesus Christ died for you, I want you to know I don't like your beard. Before I don't like your tattoo or whatever it may be. I don't like what you do. You see, how are people going to see and receive the love of God if we are judging them first? We need to demonstrate the love of God to them. We need. Need to we need to show them that there's an unconditional love that God loves you no matter what. And how or whatever you have done, no matter what it is right now that you are doing, God loves you anyway. And until we get to that place, we are not going to see the kingdom of God operate like it should. We're not going to see the power of God manifest like it needs to manifest. And, and we need to, like there's racism out there, that's that's conscious racism. And like there's racism out there, that's, that's subconscious, that you've been racist for such a long time that you don't even realize that you've been racist. And we need to also get to this point as a church where we need to look at whether we are judging people, whether we are prejudiced toward people because in the manner in which they dress, like if someone is is, is maybe... You know, homeless and and they look a certain way, do we judge them for that? Do we accept them? Do we receive them? Do we talk to them as if they are normal people or do we reject them? And we need to realize that sometimes our mannerisms and the manner in which we go about, and maybe sometimes we don't necessarily say something because a racist doesn't have to always say something for you to know that racism is happening. And when it comes to to people coming to church, we don't always have to say something. Sometimes and most times it's a thing that we are not Saying that is speaking louder than the things that we are saying. And so we need to, we need to watch this and we need to change this in our hearts. It goes on to say in verse 37: Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Given it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Now it's amazing that when we use the scripture just for our giving and our sowing seed, and we talk about how it will be measured back to us, but you need to also understand that the measure of love that you use in life is the same measure coming back to you. And not only love measure coming back to you, but the measure of life coming back to you. Amen? You can't not, you can't remove love from your life and expect the measure of life to come back to you. You can't expect the goodness of life to come back into your life if you are not walking in love. And to walk in love means to forgive. You see, you will have to forgive at some point in your life. And you will have to look away at some point in your life. You can't be so um, set on a certain manner. You can't be so set on how, how people should look like and how people should be like in church. We all can't be in a place where we say, well, everybody that comes to church needs to be in a suit and a tie and needs to be in a in the best Sunday d- dress. You know, not everybody can afford that, number one, but not everybody has that preference, num- number two. So we need to realize that we need to get past the external things that we are judging and we are looking at for, for such a long time. God wants us to get beyond that and people will not see the love of God if you are only looking at them from the outside. People want you to love them for who they are, on the inside. And you and I, we need to work at this, just like how we need to work at racism, because racism is wrong. Judging people is wrong. Judging people before we have loved them. And and not to say that after we have loved them, we can judge them. Judging people just as a general rule is wrong. We need to love people. Amen. And it's not to say that we, we don't mentor people, and it's not to say that we don't coach them, and we don't teach them. But you know, before you can teach somebody, you need to love somebody. Amen. Before you can teach somebody, you need to love somebody. So I'll read this to you one more time. It says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Given, it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Amen. It's time for us to love. It's time for us to, to not just look at the outside. It's time for us to get out of where we're at. Amen. Don't just be caught up in your situations. Don't just be caught up with all the stuff that you're going through and be conflicted and be disappointed and all of these things and be caught up. Just get, we need to get out of those things. Amen. And 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 before you even get out full, of those things and that's what we've been talking about you know being a victim or a victor right everybody's experienced something in their life and before you can ever totally get out and this is the thing right do you only drive your car when it's clean or do you drive it when it's dirty as well and so we only want to move and help people when we feel at our best but sometimes you have to drive your car when it's dirty and sometimes you have to help people even before you feel like you are ready to help them because people need help help people because the time for for their need is not necessarily going to be convenient with when you are ready to give It's never going to always be convenient. And the most important thing that God has called us to do is to be a witness of his kingdom. The most important thing, he's not called you to a career. He's not called you to study. He's not called you to that that job. He's not called you to that city. He's called you to witness first, first, first and foremost. When we look at the Great Commission, he sent us out. He wants us to go out and he wants us to minister. The best life that we can live is a life for Jesus Christ. The best life we can live is when we are expressing this love of Jesus to other people and letting them know that no matter what you look like, God loves you. No matter what you have done, God loves you. No matter how you feel that God loves you, God loves you in spite of all the things that you have done, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. Amen. And so I, I encourage you, even before church gets opened again, I want to encourage you, be wise, Obviously. We're living in some some different times, but it does not mean that we can't pick up the phone. It does not mean that we can't open up our WhatsApp. It does not mean we can't open up our email. It does not mean we can't send a voice note and encourage people. Amen. I want to encourage you this week. Encourage people. Call some people this week and tell them about the goodness of Jesus Christ. Tell them about the goodness of Jesus Christ. Tell them about the goodness of the gospel. Tell them that they don't have to be broke anymore. Tell them that they don't have to be hurting anymore. Tell them they don't have to be locked down and locked out anymore. Tell them they don't have to be a victim anymore. Amen. Tell somebody this week about the goodness of Jesus Christ. God bless you.